1: MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: November 13, 2018. From Comedy Central's World News headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Everybody, <laughs> Our guest tonight is an actor, activist, and author of the book The Black Mother of Hollywood. Jennifer Lewis is here, everybody. <laughs> really, really amazing person. And uh, since she is a black mother, don't be surprised if the interview ends with her giving me an ass-whooping. But first, <laughs> let's catch up on today's headlines. headlines! Amazon.com. It's one of the Internet's most popular non-pornographic websites. And <laughs> it could be coming to a city near you.
1: Amazon making a decision on the location of its second headquarters. Amazon is reportedly going to split their second headquarters between two cities, Long Island City right here in New York and Crystal City in Northern Virginia. That's 50,000 jobs between those two locations. And The Wall Street Journal is also reporting there may be other major Amazon hubs to come elsewhere
0: in the country. Finally, something that's gonna put New York and DC on the map, yes! You know, seeing New York and D.C. land a new office complex, is sort of like watching Bill Gates win the lottery. It's like, congrats, I guess? <laughs> and it'll be interesting to see how Amazon changes New York, but really, I want to see how New York changes Amazon. I give it six months before they're like, yeah, we got a return policy. It's called shut the f- up, tough guy. <laughs> Get the shit out of here. <laughs> and with tax incentives and grants, New York is paying Amazon more than $1.5 billion to move here, and yet somehow they can't afford to fix the subway, yeah? <laughs> I mean, not that we'll need the subway anymore. You can just Amazon Prime yourself to work. It'll be like, oh, man, why did I choose two-day delivery? <laughs> Moving on, uh, everyone knows high school prom photos are incredibly embarrassing, uh, especially for me, because I had to take my cousin to prom, uh, who is a giraffe. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know why my rights keep giving me these dumb Africa jokes. I had a normal, a normal prom date with a zebra named Debra, or as you say here, Debra. The point is, prom photos should be embarrassing, not offensive.
1: Police in Wisconsin are investigating a disturbing prom photo that's led to growing international outrage. The photo appears to show more than 30 male high school students making a Nazi salute. The image was posted on Twitter Sunday night and quickly spread. One student in the photo did not participate, but says the gestures were intentional.
0: First of all, congratulations to that one kid. Second, yes, this is where we are in 2018. We're congratulating a kid for not being a Nazi. Like, what were these kids even thinking? They had to know that the photo was gonna get out, and there aren't enough jobs in the Trump administration for all of them. Come on, (laughs) what were you guys thinking? And this right here is why I don't wave anymore. Hand gestures are too politicized these days. I don't wave, I don't do the okay, I don't do finger guns. The safest bet is just to go, good afternoon, how are you, grandma? That's what we do from now on. In other news, uh, remember all those kids who were eating Tide Pods? Well, now they have something to wash them down.
2: Parents now raising concerns about Tide laundry
1: detergent. They say the new packaging resembles a box of wine. The detergent will now come in a cardboard box with a twist to open the uh, spout. Procter and Gamble says the box will have a picture of a Tide bottle on it and a label warning parents to keep it stored away from children.
0: Okay, I get that the box looks like wine, but why are parents worried that their kids are gonna mistake Tide for a box of wine? <laughs> For starters, why is your child drinking wine? (laughs) Children should be drinking wine coolers. Come on. (laughs) It's called parenting. And also, what kind of kids would be stupid enough to drink detergent? You know what? Let's... Don't even answer that question. (laughs) Let's move on to our main story. The midterms. Much like any trip to Ikea, they're lasting way longer than expected. (laughs) It took until last night for Arizona to declare Democrat Kirsten Sinema the winner of the Senate race there. uh, In Georgia... (laughs) In Georgia, they're still trying to figure out who won the governor's race. And in Alabama, Roy Moore was only this morning declared Jefferson High's freshman-class president. So congratulations (laughs) to Roy Moore. But the real post-election day drama is happening, as always, in Florida. The Florida of states. Both (laughs) the Senate and the governor's races are too close to call, and uh, the Republicans there aren't handling the stress well. Republicans from the president on down are now united in their attempt to stop counting votes in Florida's Senate and gubernatorial elections before the final tally. I will not sit idly by while unethical liberals try to steal this election. Donald Trump today echoing the baseless claims of Florida governor and Senate candidate Rick Scott, who accused election staff in Broward County with no evidence of fraud. President Trump tweeting today, an honest vote count is no longer possible. Ballots massively infected. Must go with election night. But if Trump is saying this about an election that he's not a part of, imagine if he loses in 2020. Like, he's gonna be holed up in the Oval Office like Scarface. He'll be sitting behind the desk with a couple of Uzis. <laughs> Kellyanne Conway's gonna be manning the machine guns. Don Jr. standing next to them with an unpinned grenade. I took this out. <laughs> I'm so strong. <laughs> and now the truth is, Trump and Scott are lying. Nobody's stealing the election. But that doesn't mean that Florida doesn't have big issues with its voting. All over Florida, the elections have been a cluster, f- And everyone is contributing to it, starting with Brenda Snipes, She's the election commissioner in Broward County, who has been doing a great job of screwing up people's votes.
2: Dr. Brenda Snipes is feeling heat from all sides. Her office sent out this sample ballot, which looks nothing like the actual ballot. And the actual ballot had the US Senate race tucked under the instructions on the left side, which could be why roughly 25,000 voters left that pivotal race blank. She counted 22 provisional ballots that had
0: already been rejected. Have there been mistakes?
2: Um, There have been issues that did not
0: go the way we wanted. Uh, that was the pause of a woman who was mentally growing through a thesaurus to try and find a word for mistake that wouldn't get her fired. There have been blunders, uh, gaffes, faux pas, let's call it a boo-boo, an electoral boo-boo, but yes. Thanks to Brenda Snipes and her weird ballot design, 25,000 voters didn't even notice the Florida Senate race on their ballots. And remember, the margin in this race is currently sitting at 12,000 votes. So this would have changed it. So Brenda's screw up has definitely affected Florida's Senate results. But I will say this, even if the Senate ballot was in a weird place on the form, how as a voter are you leaving that voting booth without voting for the main thing? Like, what kind of person doesn't check their voting form? When I go to Olive Garden, I flip over the menu just to make sure I didn't miss anything. <laughs> just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, and the breadsticks. The breadsticks also. <laughs> the Senate race was the most important race, and yet thousands of people went and voted for everything else. They're like, yeah, agricultural minister. Yeah, 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 And then they just left out Senate? Really? I mean, I, I, I sort of understand, because, like, one time, my grandfather, he sent me to the pharmacy to get his insulin. And then I came back with shampoo, gum, and People magazine. And then he was like, where's my insulin? And I was like, ah, I forgot the most important thing. And then he died and we laughed. It's a joke, it's a joke. He didn't die because of that, that was just a joke. He died for other reasons. It was the shampoo, he was allergic. And the thing is, it's not just the Democrats in South Florida that are messing up. It's the entire state, including the Republicans.
1: New Tonight reports that about 150 Panhandle residents, hurricane victims, voted by email, which is illegal.
0: The county supervisor elections telling NBC News, anyone who challenges the use of email ought to be ashamed to take votes away from people who went through this disaster. Okay, now look, I sympathize with people who were displaced by the hurricane, but that doesn't mean one guy can just make up new ways to vote. I mean, where do we draw the line? What if someone says, hey, I was also out of town from the hurricane, but I left a thumbs-up emoji on Instagram. That counts, right? That counts. Can't just make up rules. Because basically, in Florida right now, there are no rules. Everything is just chaos. And it's not just the election commissioners. Because much like the people of Florida, it turns out the recount machines are old and falling apart. Monday morning, one of the tabulators stopped counting ballots. Staff moved those ballots to their emergency backup machine. An hour into that process though, that machine also stopped working properly. certainly some hiccups here today. Basically one of the buttons on one of the machines was pushed incorrectly.
1: It's old equipment that's not made anymore. So if one of the eight machines breaks down, there are no spares.
0: What the Florida? (laughs) The states are so bad at elections. For starters, I'm pretty sure that they're using deli slices to recount the votes. Like, what is that machine? The winner of Palm Beach is half a pound of smoked ham. Well, the people have spoken. Congratulations, Senator Ham. Look, at this point, it's pretty clear. Florida will never have its shit together when it comes to voting. So this is what I think. I think America has to start planning for that. You know that one friend of yours who's always late, so you gotta tell them everything starts earlier than it does, yeah? You'd be like, yeah, yeah, dinner starts at three. No, no, it starts at three. That's what America has to do with Florida, okay? Next time the election comes, just be like, everybody, see you in November. Florida, you assholes vote in July.
1: We'll be right back. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal, And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level, old-school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to The Daily Show.
0: My guest tonight is an actor and activist who currently stars in the ABC series Blackish. Her memoir, just released in paperback, is called The Mother of Black Hollywood. Please welcome Jennifer Lewis.
2: Hi, baby! Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Listen, before you say anything, every woman that I told... I was coming on the Trevor Noah show, <laughs> said, you tell him that I said he is foin. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> he is, okay, let me get it out. He is foin as wine. <laughs>
0: This, this was the exact instruction that was given to you by the people?
2: Absolutely not. In English, that's fine as wine. But when women <laughs> really love somebody, they say, Floyd is wine.
0: <laughs> Thank you for that. Welcome to the show. Thank you, baby. Um, Jennifer Lewis, the mother of Black Hollywood. There could not be a more apt title for this book, mm-hmm. for who you are, because wherever you go, you 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 have an energy that resonates about you. Uh, many Black people know you from like some of the most famous, iconic Black movies. But now, because of shows like Blackish, your face is everywhere. People recognize you everywhere you go. Why the mother of Black Hollywood?
2: Well, you know, I did uh, 68 movies. And I think 60 of them, I'm playing somebody's mama. <laughs> everybody's mama from Whitney Houston to Tupac Shakur to Taraji P. Henson. I mean, I played everybody's mama. <laughs> Tina Turner, everybody. Who was your favorite who was your favorite mama to play? Wow, see, now you're gonna get me in trouble. I think it would have to be Taraji. Oh, really? Oh, she went toe-to-toe with me, baby. She's an amazing actress, yeah. Oh, she's amazing. Uh, But I would end the scene, and then she'd come back at me. And then I'd go back at her. (laughs) She won. (laughs) She (laughs) won.
0: What, what I love about this book is, you, you tell us so many stories. I mean, like, for instance, working with Whitney Houston. You know, you, t- you talk about Whitney Houston at, at the peak of her fame. Yes. And there's a story in the book about how Whitney didn't want to come out because it was like a cold day and it was mm-hmm. snowing.
2: Oh, yeah. It was, it, was, it was record-breaking storms here in New York. Right. Uh, blizzards upon blizzard upon blizzard. And um, so they had teased my hair up for a scene way high. And Whitney didn't show. So they would have have had to wash my hair in that cold-ass trailer and then fix it for another scene. Oh, honey, I called her. I said, little girl! Little girl, this ain't no concert, little girl. Yeah, this is a team. You get your ass over here. And this is exactly what she says. (laughs) Mama, 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 I can't get out of the garage. The snow is up to the, up to the door, Mama. Mama, I'm so sorry. I say, yeah, well, I guess I believe you. Get out. <laughs> she, Whitney Houston, Whitney Houston, oh, God, I loved her. Yeah. She was the sweetest little thing. Right. And a hothead. She was sweet. She'd come over, you know, she was always a little insecure about her acting. And, of course, she'd come over to me. Shit, I didn't know what I was doing either. But, <laughs> We became very good friends. And I will say this. I was being interviewed by a journalist in the back of the church when we were... She was singing in the choir stand. And he was asking me questions. And he said, so what do you think of her? I said, darling, I never took my eyes off of her because she was doing what she does best, which was to sing gospel. She came right out of the church. Right. So... I said to the journalist, darling, shh. Her voice is the eighth wonder of the world. Wow. Hush. Wow. Sure did. That, that's what every
0: single story in this book feels like. It feels like you were there living through times and periods, you know, like the, some of the most memorable moments, some of the most memorable periods, but not just in acting as well. I mean, what I loved about the book is how you talk about your life journey. You know, I, I came to know Jennifer Lewis through movies and then over time, you know, you see a Broadway show here or there, but what I enjoyed was talking about your personal life, Mm -hmm. the journey that you went through personally. Yeah. Um, you're larger than life, but you had to come to grips with the fact that
2: you were suffering from being bipolar. Absolutely, absolutely. Why was it a struggle for you to accept that? Well, you know, I came from poverty. I sang my first solo in church when I was five years old. And from the reaction of the congregation, I knew what I wanted to do with my life instantly. And I had a little something in front of my name. My family calls me Jenny. I had a little word in front of my name. Here comes crazy Jenny. Well, I thought I was special. For being crazy <laughs> i was fabulous right <laughs> well we didn't know about bipolar disorder back then right and then i went on to college and um when i got to new york i realized i had a sex addiction uh and how dangerous it really was especially back in those days how i didn't get aids i don't know but i had many many friends who did pass right away and um left New York, went out on the road to Bette Midler as a harlot, and my behavior was still out of control. But let me tell you what saved me. I had a dream. Even when they were passing cocaine around, I was like, what's that? He said, that's coke, baby. I said, oh, how do you do it? He said, well, you put it in, you take it up. And thank God I asked this next question. I said, what happens next? He said, well, you'll feel a little drip down your throat. I said, my throat? I said, man, I got a matinator, tomorrow. I ain't putting shit on my throat. (laughs) (laughs) Because the dream was so... And the word I can only think of is mighty. It was a mighty dream. I wanted to entertain. I loved people. I was only gonna go so far in acting out. So I couldn't hurt the voice nor the body. I... It was the dream that made me not act out too much that I would hurt myself.
0: But But you you had to go, you had to go to therapy and that was something that in the book you really dig into is like how difficult it was for yourself, not just as a performer, not just as an adult, but also as a black person to admit that therapy was something you needed because in black communities
2: for a long time, Therapy is something that is considered for crazy Absolutely. people. Absolutely. There's such a stigma. And what I found out touring with my book around the country, what I found out, guys, is that people really want to know. They, they're ready to, to speak up. They just have to be encouraged. Right. We are as sick as our secrets. I'll say it over and over and over again. So people, the churches are starting to have counseling sessions. Mm-hmm. And if your church is not, then bring it up. Bring it up. Start coming together. Yes, I have a sex addiction. Yes, I'm an alcoholic. Yes, I'm a drug addict. Yes, I'm on opioids. Yes, I need help. And we've got to help each other. But I'm going to say something. You reach out to people about three times. And then leave them alone because they'll kill you. <laughs> they No, no, i am not kill you but you can't save someone's, someone else's life. Right. You cannot, but you can certainly reach out.
0: When you look through your own book, you know, it's, it's a powerful experience when you write about your life as you have lived it. When you read the book from cover to cover, are there moments where you look at that you wish you could change, or are there things that you wish you could relive?
2: Not one. I have not one regret. Okay, it was that one man in Chicago, but... <laughs> <laughs> That uh, one man in Chicago, you know he was from Chicago. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, you know, when I got to LA, here, this is great. I don't think I've ever said this before. Or for that matter, put it together. Well, I have put it together. I had trained in the theater, and you know you're large in the theater. Everything is, hits the back row. We were taught in the day to hit the back row with the voice. So if it was you. You know, oh, I know. (laughs) But we were here, so you get to Hollywood and that camera is right here. Oh my God. And what that camera tells you is you either know who you are or you don't. You can't lie in front of that camera So I had to get help. I had to calm down. Once again, the dream, nothing was more important than a dream. People find your passion. I speak to the millennials all the time. Don't ever stop dreaming. You must dream. That's what life is. It's more of and we have a right to pursue happiness. I never thought I'd be running around quoting the Constitution. You have a right to pursue happiness. I love it. I love it. And in
0: case you're wondering, every single moment in the book is like this, but in words. <laughs> Jennifer Lewis, everybody. Thank, Thank you, you so much for being here. The mother-